we shouldn't have to fight for something that should be given to us automatically. Hello, my name is Genesis and I'm a 2020 graduate. I'm so honored to be hosting this special episode covering the recent events regarding George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement. You are listening to COVID-18, a podcast that explores high school seniors' experiences during the pandemic. In today's episode, you'll be hearing various students speak about their feelings regarding the events, what they've been doing to support the cause, and what can be done in the future to help. Pete Garcia and Aliyah Moreno, recent graduates from El Capitan High School, were quick to recognize the issue at hand. I know a lot of people have been seeing this as a political thing, but I don't think that the Black Lives Matter movement is a political thing at all. I think it's just a human rights issue. At the end of the day, cops can't take off their badge, but people that are Black, they can't take off their skin color or their race, you know? As most people are aware, there have been protests around the world fighting to combat the police brutality and racism that killed countless Black Americans, including George Floyd. This has had a major effect on not just Black Americans, but people of all races from all countries, including recent graduates Pete and Rolando Guillet. I was unsurprised. It, this has been something that we grew up with, hearing news about these types of things. And I hate saying it, but it's just become a sort of This, I don't know, this normal occurrence. Yeah, as sad as it is, it's, I feel like we're kind of used to seeing this, these kinds of things already happening on a day-to-day basis. You know what I mean? So I was sad, and but I was more angry than sad, to be honest. As we continue to hear about these tragedies, some of us have been making a difference by participating in the ongoing protests such as Akina Westmoreland, a recent grad from Beehat Colony High School. at Merced High School, and then we walked all the way down to, like, by where Chevron is. But we were on the other side of the street because the Trump supporters were over there. And then there was a whole bunch of them, and they were, like, making threats to, like, harm us or whatever, and letting us know that they have, you know, their, their guns or whatever. Yes, obviously that's scary for a mother in a mother's perspective because she doesn't want to lose her kids. But for me, I love fighting for justice. I love being an activist. I love fighting for what's right. And I will die behind it because that's just what I love to do. And I'd rather do, I'd rather die doing something right than die doing something wrong. As a black female heading to college in the fall, I'm definitely concerned about what my school will do to make sure that Black people feel welcomed and safe. I personally feel more secure knowing that the students in my graduating class at my future college share my concerns, support the movement, and aren't enablers of racism and hate. In addition to that, my school has sent out an email explaining how they stand by the movement and will not tolerate racism of any form by students or staff on or off campus. You know, when you live in a town where there aren't many people with the same background as you, it can definitely pose a challenge and become a struggle to find your place. This reigns true for various El Capitan students like Zaina Wally, who decided to create a Black Student Union. Zaina is another recent graduate at El Capitan, as well as a former public relations officer for the school's BSU. When initially starting the club, 
we all set down our goals and our passions and we we all came together and we said okay so this is how it's gonna be and we want to make sure that we get that point across to them that we are advocating for the Black Lives Matter movement in a sense where we're establishing this group for black individuals that come here to feel a sense of pride in being African-American. For the majority of our childhood lives, we've heard the numerous stories about black people being, being killed at the hand of American police, as well as the small and large scale racial injustices that have prevailed in this country. Some of us have parents, grandparents, or even great-grandparents who can remember a time where there was mass racism and protests in America. And so I called my grandfather, who is fully African-American, and I told him, I was like, he was, he was born in the 30s and grew up in like the 60s and 70s, so he witnessed all of the civil rights movement. And I told him, I was like, how do you do this? And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I'm just so mad. I was like, I'm just so angry. And he's like, Zaina, you have to be patient, but you, you can't be willing to, willing to be satisfied with what is now. He's like, what is now is not what you want, so you have to fight for what, what you want. Although there are many older individuals who recognize the flaws in our society, there's still a lot who don't quite see it yet. This is part of the reason why many of us believe that change begins with our generation, Generation Z. That it'll be us that'll help to turn this country around to exhibit the peace we've been fighting for so long to attain. This is exemplary through our vast use of social media as a platform to not only educate ourselves, but the older and more close-minded individuals. Pete and Melanie Lemus, other, another recent senior from El Capitan, explain the changes they've seen in social media in their communities when it comes to age. I'm sort of getting these two different viewpoints from social media where on the Facebook side, a lot of it is mostly conservative views and a lot of people are very uh, blue lives matter on Facebook. And Facebook is a place where those ideologies are sort of honed because Facebook doesn't really want to take things down because they don't, they're like the news outlets, they don't want to lose their audiences. Whereas Twitter, it's mostly people that are our age, or at least the people that are our age are the ones who are the most popular. This is over. For my older, my older generation, like my parents and my aunts and uncles, it is so hard for them to like fully understand. Like, um, I don't know, like I have a lot of close-minded family members so they think that the Black, Li Black Lives Matter movement doesn't affect us. But I think it affects all people of color because, you know, um, ICE is at the protest events as well, trying to deport people. And like, it's just, it's been affecting us. I feel like Black Lives Matter, by showing support, like you're showing support towards all people of color. Where there is a divide in ages, there's also unity. Another thing that Zena emphasizes. We can't, we can't, we can't do this no more. It's, it's over with. Like, you know, like it's about, we got, we got to just shut it down, you know? And so I'm glad I'm part of this generation because I think we're teaching a lot of the older people how to, you know, just do, do what needs to be done because it's been far too long, you know? Although many of us believe that our generation will help change America for the better, it's not just us that can help make a change. Anyone of any race, age, or nationality can make a difference. Our, my fellow Mexicans are going and helping people and saying Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, and they're going to help in the protests. 
And personally, I think celebrities are really helping people realize what is happening is really wrong. And they're getting the message across. Don't just be one of the people who just sit down and record and watch shit happen. Like, try to do something. Try to fight for your people. Try to make sure this shit doesn't happen because you're just sitting around and watching somebody be killed. I think we need to start rethinking uh, how we go about doing things in terms of, like, uh, not only combating racial injustices, but also, like, rewriting the laws that cause them because we aren't the same country that was founded, what, 300 years ago? And so I think that this is something that definitely needs to continue because we need to essentially be reborn, if that makes sense. Whether you're a Republican, whether you're a Democrat, it's a problem. It's going to be a constant problem, you know? And I think that's where we're trying to find that agreement right now because I think a lot of people, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, have their their perspectives of what is right and what is wrong. If anything, these aren't just Black people getting killed. These are Americans. This is our reality, but we can change it. We can fix it, you know? No matter your occupation, no matter your social status, you know, we can change it. This is a production of We Said Youth Media and Youth Leadership Institute. I'm your host, Genesis, and this episode was scripted by me and produced by Rachel Livinall, the creator of COVID-18. Thank you so much for listening today and stay safe.